In a world filled with spyware, ransomware, fish, and more, we need you to be the hero. In this podcast, information protection and security is bringing new ways to fight back against the dangerous actors looking to do digital and physical harm. We'll give you everything you need to know on a different topic of risk every month. Coming to you from IPS with love. Welcome to From IPS with Love. It's 2024 and we're trying something new this year. As you may have noticed, I'm not alone. I'm joined by my colleague, John Nekrasov, and he and I are workplace behavior specialists on the information protection security team at HSA Healthcare. So what we're going to try to do is cover a trending topic in cybersecurity each month and then interview an expert who will present some tips and tricks to help you stay safe at work and at home. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the the cybersecurity space is always evolving um, and it can be complicated to understand. You know, 2023 was a year that was defined by data breaches and ransomware. Um, And here in the healthcare space, you know, we've seen a lot of attacks like that. And it may be kind of daunting for you, no matter what your role is. um, It could be easy to look at a huge data breach and think about whether your information was involved and wonder, you know, what can I, first of all, what can I do to understand how this even happened? Um, You know, who was responsible for this happening? How do hackers get into a company's system in that way? And then also, like, is there anything I can do about it? We're going to give you guys tips on everything from what password managers to use to how you can keep yourself safe with your work email. Um, and, you know, we're not coders. We're not necessarily experts in how, you know, you might, like, stop a bug in your computer, right? But what we are trying to do for you is help you better understand um, how this world operates and give you resources that you can use to better protect yourself. Yeah, it definitely could be overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. I love the idea that each of us does have some power over keeping ourselves and our families safe, right? It would be, it's great if we can share that knowledge and pass it on and and be the expert in the family about it. Yeah, and it's just, (laughs) just have a little fun, you know? (laughs) Exactly. So it's February, and that means Valentine's month. Uh, People are looking for love, but the world is now digital, so it's gone beyond just meeting people in real life. That's how I met my husband, so I never had to deal with dating apps. Unfortunately, while that may uh, widen the pool of of fish in the ocean, it also widens the risks, right, Um, for cyber criminals and other people who are trying to get information from you or get money from you. I know the reports, um, the reports of how much money is lost to romance scams is kind of unbelievable, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things you found out? Yeah, it kind of blew my mind, honestly, when I started doing research about this. Um, You know, if you go on a dating app. I don't know if you've ever opened one, but if you go on one, you know, you'll scroll through and you'll see some accounts. You're like, oh, these are legit people. These people seem totally (laughs) real. And then there are other people, you look at their account and you're like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure this is like a completely legit person. And they may, it turns out that they may be an actual person that is just a scammer and they're just trying to lure you in, or they Mm -hmm. may even actually be like a robot account, which we can get into in a little bit. Um, But they really are unbelievably widespread Um, not just on dating apps, but on social media in particular. Um, Just looking at some statistics, just to kind of kick Mm. us off and give you a sense of like how broad the scope of romance scams are right now. The FBI in 2022, its Internet Crime Complaint Center received 19,000 complaints, which you're like, I don't know, how many is that in comparison to the American population? Together, those people reported $740 million in losses. Wow. Which yeah. is one of the biggest 
internet, like single internet crime sources that happens on the internet right now? Well, you know, when you said that figure, yeah, 17,000 is not huge, but I immediately thought this can be such an embarrassing area. Chances are people really don't report unless maybe they've lost a lot of money, which it, it sounds like there's a lot of money um, these people are being swindled out of, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, when you think about it, obviously your dating life is like, you want it to be mostly private if you're like a, you know, a normal person, <laughs> right? Like you don't want all of that being aired out, um, especially if you start losing thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens to some of these people. And unfortunately, um, older adults are actually really at risk of this, which was an interesting statistic. Mm. Um, the FTC did a lot of reports on what types of internet crimes target older adults in particular. Um, and romance scams are actually the biggest aggregate scam toward older adults. And obviously like on dating apps, a lot of the time they're more targeted toward younger people, but because mm -hmm. social media right now, like just random messages through Facebook or Instagram or things like that, mm -hmm. almost everyone is on social media in some capacity. And if you're like in a spot in your life where you're kind of looking for love, right? You may just kind of take whatever comes your way. And if someone messages you and you're like, oh, this person seems really nice. I'm just going to kind of go for it. Mm -hmm. You may kind of throw caution to the winds in a way that like other types of scams wouldn't necessarily tempt you into doing. Right, right. You ignore those red flags. Um, yeah. And I've anecdotally heard about that as well from friends my age who have parents mm. who have fallen for this. And it's it's interesting because it's often it's not even romance, it's connection, right? They don't hear from their sons and daughters every day. Mm. But here's this nice man online who is texting them every day and telling them great things. And it's a contact. Maybe they're alone or lonely. Um, and, you know, generally older adults tend to have more in their savings account, right? They mm -hmm. have some retirement money, so they're a, a bigger target for these people. Um, and I know, uh, as you said, often when we're caught up in emotions, we do ignore red flags, but there are some signs, right, that we can watch out for or that you can tell your parents to watch out for, right, if you're if you're looking out for other people. Mm -hmm. um, what would indicate that it's, you know, not a real person or a bot or, um, or someone trying to get something else. Right, exactly right. Um, I think one of the biggest signs is that they don't want to meet in person. Mm. And obviously, like, sometimes people will change their location to, like, meet people in different areas on dating apps and things like that. Um, and long-distance relationships over the Internet are absolutely a real thing that mm -hmm. lots of people do, right? Um, but if someone, say, is in your area and they keep making up excuses for why they can't meet you, you know, that may be a little bit of a red flag. Mm -hmm. um, but really serious scammers who are in this basically for a living and are doing it all the time will basically say often that they're at a location that they just like, they can't come to you. Like right. working at an oil rig or in being the military. In the military. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've heard that one before, yeah. Um, or even like sick relatives or that they're sick in particular. Oh. So they'll be like, you know, they develop this relationship with you and then they're like, I really can't make it out. I really want to meet you, but I can't. Mm -hmm. But then they ask you for money. And that's where this starts kicking in is maybe they'll ask you for travel funds or they may ask you like they build up the connection and they're like, I'm really sick. Can you help me with my medical bills? And okay. that's where it starts getting really risky because that's where the actual like racket starts. Mm -hmm. And it can start pretty innocently, right? Mm -hmm. Asking for a little money and then keep asking, keep asking. Um, so kind of signs are if it, if it's not a one-off deal, right? They're really invested in this and going to keep you going as long as they can. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, maybe some good advice is, although, as you said, we like to keep our love lives private, but certainly maybe talk to your friends or your family about this. Show some text. Say, does this seem legit to you? You know, do I have anything to be worried about? Mm -hmm. um, because often it is that third eye that can help us get a little perspective right. on things. Um, especially, especially if they start asking you for money. That's the biggest red flag that like if you haven't met someone in person mm -hmm. and they're like, I need a Venmo of whatever, that should immediately raise your alarm bells. Like something is is off because right? mm -hmm. it's normal. You know, if you're sending a gift to someone you love, like that's a completely normal thing that people do. And you may do that if you're in a long distance relationship. Right. But if you've never actually met in person and you can't like verify that they really are who they say they are, you should absolutely never under any circumstances just start sending them money because mm -hmm. you just you really don't know and you want to convince yourself that you do but the reality is like we don't know who's out there on the internet it's hard to tell sometimes right and and we put so much of our own information out there That's that exactly it can right. seem like the person is really jiving with us they get us right they love cats i love cats but they can gather a lot of that information from from other places, mm -hmm. right? And talk about their children and that kind of thing. So really get that commonality. Um, and it, it's not just money too, right? I mean, they, they could ask for things like credit cards or you to buy gift cards, which is a form of money, or your bank account numbers, social security numbers. Obviously these all seem like red flags, but we kind of have to say them because yeah, to cut through, cut through the fog. Well, exactly. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned them being able to research you. One of the best things that you can do to kind of prevent this from happening is just limit the information that you share online. Obviously, like each of us have different standards for what we want on the internet about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the more that you limit, the more you set things to just your friends, the harder it is for someone to basically copy your entire personality and then be like, see, we're perfect for each other, right? Because mm -hmm. like they are perfect for you, but only because they've tailored everything about what they're saying to exactly match what you've put on the internet about how much you love your cats, right? And scary. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it's really scary. So they tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Last tip. The biggest thing that you can do is just research people online. Um, you know, if they give you information about themselves, you should look it up because as easy it is for them to find information about you, mm. it should be roughly as easy for you to find information about them if mm -hmm. they're actually a real person. Um, so you should, you know, check their social media accounts if you have them, see kind of what they're like. And if they're reticent to share information about themselves mm. or like their actual name online, then you should, you know, start to wonder like, are you who you say you are? Right. And you can actually copy and paste photos from their social media profiles, oh. put it into Google Images, and then it'll actually show if their image is elsewhere on the internet and like show if it's a stock photo or something. So right. There's a, there's a, a fun name tip. Or, I yeah. learned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so revealing. Mm -hmm. Right. So and, and these are also um, good ways that that we can help older adults in our life if they're not mm -hmm. able to do those kind of things. But maybe we can help them research a little bit. That's, that's exactly great. Right. Yeah. But yeah. young people should look out because this is something that targets all of us as well. Yeah. A lot of money. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you're an HCA colleague, you can find out more about this topic on the Shield blog, uh, where we often post uh, different stories and information about uh, security topics. You can find that on the IPS website. And another big thing coming out of IPS this year is our Be the Hero training. Uh, in the future, we'll have special guests in this little interview slot to talk about something related to security. But for today, we're kicking things off by talking about our security training for HCA colleagues. Um, Lisa? You were the head writer on this project this year. Can you talk a little bit about 
what Be The Hero is and why it's important for us. Yeah, you know, we are really proud of our Be The Hero brand because it um, encapsulates, I think, the, the point of information protection security. You know, obviously at HCA, we have a huge cyber defense center and mm -hmm. we have lots of technology that can keep uh, fishy emails or hackers off of our systems. But really it comes down to each single person and each single person in our corporate offices, you know, but also on the front line, our nurses, our physicians, the people we have that are drawing blood, they could potentially be an on-ramp to our network, right? Mm -hmm. They could click on a fishy email. They could download something that has malware. So that's why we say each of us has to be the hero, a security hero, when it comes to protecting our company and themselves also from scams um, and, you know, different things that we've talked about as well. Um, so we like to, in our... In this yearly refresher, this is where we like to go over just some common tips, but also bring up maybe some some trending scams or new things. Um, you know, we first started doing this back in probably 2015, and at the time, you know, smishing or texting over over phishing over text was not even around. So. As the cyber criminals evolve, we've evolved this training, and that's why it's important to take it every year because um, things are always changing. And we need to watch out for these things. Mm -hmm. And kind of the idea behind it is that you specifically are the last line of defense wherever you are, whatever your job is. Mm -hmm. um, that applies to your house and your personal accounts, and that also applies to our company, which can seem like strange to us. It, it can be hard to imagine, you know, if you just have a random office job or you work in a hospital, it can be hard to think that my decisions on a computer with a single click can actually like be that big of a deal, right? Surely mm -hmm. it can't be, right? But the reality is that a single click could actually jeopardize like our entire company. Colleagues mm -hmm. have like incurred serious losses to our company and many other companies through bad actions like that. And honestly, this last year, there was a great example of that. Um, the MGM Caesars uh, mm -hmm. cyber attacks that happened, I guess it was in the fall of last year, basically hackers got into a bunch of casinos systems in Vegas through just calling the IT help desk and just walking through a social engineering attack with those people, convinced them to give them access and they went along with it because they just assumed that they, the callers were who they said they and were. And they wanted to be helpful. Yeah, the it, help was just, desk, so it yeah. was just teenagers <laughs> yeah. who knew how to manipulate someone. Mm -hmm. And when you are the person at that last line of defense and you just kind of do things without thinking, you really can lose your company millions of dollars. So this is a really big deal. Right, right. And, and you know, as you said, we've seen it happen to other healthcare companies mm -hmm. where Hospitals have shut down for weeks or even months. I mean, diverted patients. Can you imagine? They can't take people in the ER. They have to send those ambulances elsewhere. The effect that it has on individual people is really frightening. And then, you know, as you mentioned, even with MGM, the um, just the loss of trust, mm -hmm. right? Those customers uh, are all being notified that their data was lost. Um, they're not probably going to want to do business if they have a choice in the future, right? They're not, they're not going to pick the one that wasn't careful with their information. And I feel like for HCA, it's especially important because we're dealing with people's medical information, mm -hmm. which is so private. And to think about that getting out, maybe not even digitally, maybe even it's just someone faxing per, their, their medical information to somebody else and then leaving that fax 
on the fax machine. We do still use faxes here mm -hmm. in the medical world. <laughs> so that can happen. It's kind of careless, um, but it can have a huge effect, as you said. Right. And that same reality applies in your own home, right? Mm -hmm. If you put all the same passwords on all your accounts, if someone gets one of them, they can drain every single one of your bank accounts and all the different payment things that you have, mm -hmm. you know, and that's such a huge risk. So these principles that you'll learn in this training, if you're a colleague, are really, really important. Um, now, we did introduce kind of a new approach to our training this year called The Problem. Right. Do you want to talk us through <laughs> kind of what that is and also why we made that shift in our approach? Yeah, it definitely was a switch. And, and um, we've already seen in the first month that the training has been assigned that it's been taken by more colleagues. So I have to hope it's really it's resonating out there. Um, we always try to use a little humor. And this year we decided to focus on the problem. So rather than showing you the perfect colleague who's doing everything right, we uh, we got a colleague to represent doing everything wrong mm -hmm. and then being corrected um, by some subject matter experts, some other people in the company. And I think it works. You know, it was certainly inspired by the Swifties on our team. That's right. Yep. If you know the song, the anti-hero. Yes. So, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Um, and that's what we have our, our problem character as. So I'm excited to, um, you know, it's it's it was a bit of a, dis we did have some discussion about should we be showing what not to do? Mm -hmm. Because we always just show what to do. But I think already we've seen a great, um, that, a great response to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to give people that kind of negative example and remind them of how easy it is to slip into those kind of careless habits and how damaging mm -hmm. it can be. I'm kind of always thinking about, you know, the why behind this education, right? And the reality is that, like, we do have to be vigilant all the time and you can't be careless. You can't cut corners because mm -hmm. the criminals are the ones who are trying to innovate all the time and break into our systems. You know, even if we have the strongest line of defense across our entire corporation, you know, if one person makes a mistake, you know, and criminals get lucky one time, then, you know, that's a big deal for us. So it's Im crucially important for you to be thinking about these questions and thinking about mm -hmm. the way you treat security all the time. That's right. So even if you're not in tech at HCA Healthcare, you mm -hmm. know, security is your business. We like to say right. security is everybody's responsibility because it truly is. I mean, even if you just handle papers, well, or, or maybe if you're emptying the trash, right, um, that could potentially have uh, passwords or, or sensitive information that is valuable mm -hmm. to thieves. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the examples we've just seen of the millions of dollars and, and thousands of hours lost um, from ransomware or different hacking opportunities that um, just one little step by us can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. And so if each of us can be the hero, uh, that's going to help protect our company. That's exactly right. I think our hope is that Be the Hero is going to be a first step for you, no matter where you are at in your kind of your security practices journey. Our hope is that you'll always be educating yourself about these topics. And Be The Hero can't teach you everything you need to know about security. You know, we can only fit so much in. It's a launch pad for you to understand the issues that are present and then keep yourself informed about what it means to be a good digital citizen in the world at large and also in our company. Definitely. Yeah, and you know, we hope, um, uh, I mean, I think people always kind of dread trainings that they have to take every year, but this one is fun. Um, and with the problem, it, it makes it a real um, a humorous 
thing to watch. So hopefully people will enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're like a month out from our New Year's resolutions at this point. And, you know, all of us are like, you know, our fitness journeys may be in different areas, right? But I think you should really think of this as a digital fitness journey mm. that you're always trying to improve on. And it may, you know, it may be complicated sometimes to figure out, like, what's the best way I can protect my passwords with so many options out there. Mm -hmm. um, but this is you know, a first step toward that. And hopefully this podcast will be an opportunity for you to always be at least learning something new every month. And you can take your Be The Hero training in HealthStream. It should have been assigned to you as an HCA healthcare colleague. Uh, and as part of your security journey, if you have any questions for us or things you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, please let us know by emailing the IPS mailbox. It's ips at hcahealthcare.com. And we will see you next time from IPS With Love.